Welcome to episode 37 of the Red Devil Talk podcast. This podcast is, of course, brought to you in association with Classic Retro Shirts, who specialise in recreating retro football jerseys. You can check them out on Instagram at Classic Retros 2 or check them out on their website at classicretros.co.uk. Tonight, I'm joined by Tipperary-based journalist Jamie O'Flaherty and, more importantly, a big United fan. Jamie, thanks for taking the time. You're welcome, Jamie. Good to talk to you. United went top of the league last night, Jamie, as we thought Burnley tough to break down. They were resolute. I think the game panned out pretty much as we expected it would do, especially in that first half. I think we saw Solskjaer went with the physical players to match Burnley, Matic, Pogba, Cavani. I also think it was a big test of United's character. There was huge pressure on them, despite what Solskjaer said. Obviously, he played down the chance to go top of the league. He said it doesn't matter, but irrespective of that, this was a big chance for this team to go top of the table. So there was pressure attached to that. A massive three points. What did you make of United's performance? Yeah, it was a tough, it was a really tough match. I mean, particularly first half when Burnley were full of energy and I think they had a game plan to try and press us high and to force the hay to go along. I think they fancied themselves to win that longer ball and, and maybe gain possession from there. And I think it worked well for them. And as I said, I think once they had the energy levels to press us and make it difficult for us, uh, they did that. Uh, but the longer the game went on, I think we knew um, as long as it stayed nil-nil, that um, they wouldn't be able to keep that up and they'd drop off a little bit deeper. And I think when that happened, we did get a bit of a foothold in midfield and Pogba especially became or came more into it. And we got better balls into our forwards. And, you know, they're always capable of opening things up. But uh, it still took a great, a lovely volley from Pogba to get the goal. And, um, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was enough. But um, it was a tough match. And again, even the last 10 minutes or so, you know, Burnley are putting balls into the box and seemed to target one Bissaka a little bit and, um, you know, to put a lot of balls down on top of him and Eric Bailly's side. But um, I thought in the, in the latter stages, Maguire won a lot of really important headers and, um, and we held on. I mean, De Gea didn't really have to make a save. He would have had to, had, had they gotten a better connection on that volley late on. But, um, no, look, it was, a, it was a tough one and um, it's a really big three points. Obviously, there were no goals in the first half, but plenty of talking points with VAR. What did you make of the, the Shaw challenge, first of all? What was your view on that one? Well, I think it's a challenge from a, from a player who's broken his leg in two places only a few years ago. Um, he's gone in, he got a slight touch on the ball, but he's following through. He's, he's, he's taking care of himself there. He's not going to get hurt in that challenge. One of the angles does show that his leg does go out a little bit to catch the player. It could have been a red card, but I think the referee got it right in the end. <laughs> but um, so and even though when 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 you yeah when you look at the whole VAR situation and that and like the linesman is on that side, so I don't blame the referee to begin with because the linesman didn't see anything wrong with the challenge. Kevin Friend let it go, and then it looked like you know they they could have been down to ten men when Brady stayed in and took Cavani out. So um, it got a bit messy for a while there, but I think the referee probably got it right, albeit after about five or six minutes. 
I think it was one of those, the more you looked at it, the worse it got. Possibly the way the game is going, Shaw will have been relieved, could have been perceived as reckless and dangerous. Uh, obviously, there's the Maguire one, the goal that was disallowed. I have to say, at the time, I thought it might have been a foul because I thought he might have used his hand. But having the benefit of the replays, I actually think it was so really soft. I think it was a superb header. I think his elevation, his momentum took him above Peters. His eyes are on the ball. I actually think, having watched it back, it was a shocking decision and it should have been a goal. Yeah, I agree with you. I think if he wins that header in his own box, it's never even questioned. Absolutely, yeah. And, and I think you, know, you have to look at it from that. But I think from Maguire, I mean, what a header that was. I mean, it was a really tough angle to get the power, the accuracy. So you said the elevation to get over his man. There was so much involved in it. And um, he was really, really unlucky. And, you know, you were beginning to think at that stage that, God, it's going to be a bit of a sucker punch here. But you know, thankfully we held out. And, uh, but I agree with you, it was, it was a poor decision. But probably really the only poor decision, you know, when you analyse it all, yes, Shaw might have seen red. But as I said, I wouldn't blame him for playing on there because the linesman is that side. He doesn't spot the foul. Play develops and, um, you know, it, it, it ends up having to go back uh, after about five or six minutes. But um, overall, I think that was probably the worst decision of the match, really, you know. In my view, I think what we're seeing now is a United team that can dig in. I think they are persistent. They're not the finished article by any stretch of the imagination, but they're hard to beat. There seems to be a good spirit there again, a togetherness. Personally, this is the most I've enjoyed watching United post Alex Ferguson. I mean, this time last year, we were 27 points behind Liverpool. And you now have nine wins in 11. Do you think Solskjaer is getting the credit he deserves, Jamie? No, he probably isn't. I think there's a lot of United fans who probably, it's almost like as if there's a snobberish about things, that Solskjaer isn't good enough. He wasn't a big name. He isn't a Klopp. He isn't a Guardiola. He isn't on the sidelines like they are, almost kicking every ball. He has a more relaxed style. He sits in the stand. He has his monitor in front of him. He's a far more composed um, and measured possibly but um, no I don't and I don't think it doesn't matter what he does I don't think he will ever get the credit from a certain fan base um, others would have criticised him but they're seeing an improvement in the side and they're changing their mind a little bit and they feel yes there is progress but I think you know until such time as we have a definite style of play and a definite way of playing and a formation whereby we pick our team with, you know, I think at the moment we always have one eye on the opposition with any team we, we play. And then our formation and our personnel and our tactics then are, are based on the opposition. And I think that's probably why he's getting the criticism he's getting and why there is the inconsistency that there is. Because, you know, the, the one criticism at the moment is that Rashford is our best forward. And he's the one that's being played out of position. He's the one that's being played on the right. Now, if you go back to Rooney and Ronaldo, when Rooney was the one played out of position to accommodate Ronaldo up front, who didn't have the work rate to play in midfield or on either side to get up and down, that's acceptable because it's Ronaldo. But I think people are finding it less acceptable to see that our in-form forward and our best forward at the moment, he's the one that's being played out of position to accommodate a Martial on the left or a Cavani up top. And I think that's where Soldier is getting some criticism at the moment. Uh, but he's, he's never going to win over a certain fan base. It doesn't matter what he does. Uh, so for me, yes, he, he deserves more credit than he's getting. We're still a long way off having that settled side, a team. I think if you compare us to Liverpool, for example, if they're playing Sheffield United in the morning, they play a 4-3-3, it's going to be 
Mane, Firmino and Salah up top. It could be a midfield three of Henderson and whoever else is in there, Wijnaldum and Fabinho. And the back four, when everybody is fit, it almost picks itself. If you have Gomez with Van Dijk and Trent and Robertson. So if they're playing Sheffield United in the morning, they're going to play a 4-3-3. That's going to be the starting eleven. And if they're playing Bayern Munich in the morning in the Champions League final, it's the same eleven. it's the same tactics, it's the same formation. So not a whole lot changes. And they can do that because they have a settled side now. And it's taken a few years to get to that stage. United aren't there yet. And so we always have to have one eye on the opposition. I think, you know, that's why we go from playing a 4-3-3 some weeks when we have Martial, we could have Cavani, we could have Rashford. Another week it might be a 4-2-3-1. And it's why sometimes actually I have a little bit of sympathy with Martial because he gets a lot of criticism. He's only one of... Sorry, he's himself and Shaw are the only two of the Van Gaal's 13 signings that still remain, or at least play regularly. He came in at the age of 20. He's had, in, at an age where he should be developing his game from 20 to 25. He's played in a team. He was signed to play in a team that dominated possession. He um, ended up then playing for Mourinho and, and now uh, for Solskjaer. So it, it's all up in the air. So that would be the thing at the moment for me with Solskjaer is that we're, we're not a settled team yet. We always have one eye on the opposition and I think that's why he'll get a little bit of criticism because we, we can't find that consistency uh, because we don't have a settled side or formation from one week to the next. And I mean, we could very easily play Liverpool at the weekend with three at the back. That's why he gets the criticism he gets. But on the flip side of that is that we've actually, we're very comfortable now playing in three or four different formations. So, you know, there is a positive to it, but I would still like us to pick our eleven. No, for 90% of the games and say, okay, we don't really care what you do. Yes, we're going to take into account what you do from set pieces and your formation, perhaps. But this is what we do, and, and, and we're, going to, um, we're going to dominate you. And I think the top sides can do that. We're not quite there yet. You mentioned something there. I just want to go back to it for a minute. The idea that Rashford is being played out of position to accommodate Martial, to accommodate Cavani. I thought Rashford was actually poor last night. I know he made the assist. But apart from that, I thought he was really poor. I think he actually is, as you're saying, he's being played out of position. For me, what we saw in that second half was Burnley dropping off. They went narrow. We had more of the ball out wide. And every time we got to Rashford, obviously we know Rashford likes to work the ball onto his right. He couldn't do that. I still think we need to address the right-hand side. Now, I know we brought in Diallo. Will we see him play? Probably not. Dan James, he's young. We, we can hope he develops. I'm not convinced. Solskjaer... Does he trust Greenwood totally? Doesn't appear so at times. I still think the right-hand side, Jamie, is a huge concern for us. Yeah, it is. There's no question about that. You know, I think we all thought we had it sorted for a period last year when Greenwood was playing so well. Because he's so young, he's going to, be, he's going to have stages where his form dips. Um, I don't think the, the episode with England helped him at all. I don't think he's been the same player. He ha- certainly hasn't found that same form since then. And yeah, it is. But for me, you know, you pick your best players. If we're going to be weak on the right-hand side, be weak there with a Martial or with a Greenwood or with a Dan James. But don't be weak there by playing your best left-sided player and then weakening that side of the pitch then as well. I mean, you, you look at our forwards at the moment. I mean, Martial isn't in the best of form. Cavani has done well when he's come on, hasn't scored in any game that he started in. Greenwood has gone off the ball. So Rashford is the centre-forward or, or forward player that's giving us most at the moment. So I would be, he'd be my first name on the team sheet on that left side of the three if we're playing that formation. I think, you know, you, 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 you play somebody else on the right-hand side. But I think it's his honesty and it's his 
his commitment to the cause and the fact that he's a good guy and he did what he's told. Uh, he won't kick up a fuss if he's asked to play out there. You can imagine Martial's body language you know, if he's been put yeah. up on the right-hand side. I think Rashford just gets on with it. And sometimes, like Rooney in the past, honest players that will work hard and roll up their sleeves and do it for the team, they tend to be the ones that are played out of position when, when, it, when called upon. Uh, but no, I, 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 it's the one area of the pitch that um, is a concern. Um, I think we're pretty good everywhere else at the moment. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't be playing Rashford out there. I want to chat about Paul Pogba. Obviously a man who continues to divide opinion after four years. I thought he struggled to impose himself in the first half. I thought the deeper role doesn't suit him. I don't think that's anything new. That's, that's not a secret. It doesn't suit him. The second half, we saw him playing higher up. He was sharper. He was brighter. He was trying to influence the game. I think we've seen that for a number of weeks now. I've been very critical of Pogba for a number of years now. But recently, I think we've seen a shift in work ethic. I think we've seen a little bit more from him. Do you think we're starting to see a more mature Paul Pogba? Or are you of the view that he's auditioning for a big move, Jamie? No, I don't think he's auditioning for a big move, but I, I, um, I, I'm not quite sure he's maturing either. But he's definitely, he's inform- his performances are improving. Um, it has to be, look at, I mean, he's had it difficult as well. I mean, he was brought in by Mourinho. He fell out with Mourinho. He definitely wanted to move at that stage. I mean, he was possibly the best player when Solskjaer took over first. Um, you know, for those first 10 games or so, he was, he was fantastic. But I think he's a type of player, he, he wants to win trophies. He's, he's there, you know, that's, that's what he wants. He wants to feel that we're at least going to compete for the big prizes. And I think he probably senses that at the moment. And he probably thinks that, OK, we're under a big chance here. Uh, we're top of the league. We can have a right go at Liverpool at the weekend. Things are looking promising and, and the team is improving. And, and, and there's so many more positives now than there was perhaps 12 months ago or even three or four months ago. So I think he, he senses that, he sniffs that, and, and I think he wants to be part of that. He is coming back from a, an injury that he couldn't really shake off and he had coronavirus as well. So um, that would have contributed to a slow start from him. And I think Solskjaer actually managed it very well. He, he didn't start him in games, he used him as a sub, he kind of built up his fitness slowly. But I think we're seeing the best of him now, and I think um, an informed United. And it's no coincidence either that he plays in the bigger games, Pogba, and I think particularly against um, Manchester City, whereby they're, they're dominating possession and they have you pegged back. And it's difficult sometimes to get up the pitch. And I think Solskjaer likes him in the team because he's a player that, you know, our defenders can get the ball to him. He's capable of holding it up um, and allowing others to get up the pitch and get into a, into a proper shape so that we can actually string a few passes together then ourselves and their half of the pitch. And the ball isn't coming straight back down again. Uh, so I think Solskjaer likes that side of his game. And um, yeah, I, I think he's been, I think he's the last couple of weeks, he's been particularly good. Uh, we know the, the, the talent he has, the capabilities he has, but um, we don't see it often enough. Look at this, this could be the fact that when he senses something there and he thinks that, you know, we're, we're in, we're in, you know, Solskjaer is getting it right, the team is improving. We might see a better Paul Pogba because of that. Let's hope so. What's your view on the whole Donny van de Beek situation, if you like? I know it's, it's still early in his career for me at United as a United player. He's only started two league games. I think at the time, I mean, I, we all probably felt he was being signed because Pogba was on the way out. That's certainly what it looked like at the time. And of course, Pogba is still there. And I think in the games he's played, he hasn't. He hasn't. He's done okay. He's been neat and tidy. He had a couple of good flicks against Watford. And, and um, he has a lot, a lot of positives, but... He hasn't set the world alight. I think when he's when he's 
gotten his chance, he hasn't really grasped it. He's done okay. He's he's been fine, as I say. He hasn't done anything terribly wrong, but he hasn't put in a performance that says to the manager, you can't leave me out now. But he's a young player. He's still settling into a new league. Again, he's coming from a team that's a possession-based team. Ajax like to dominate possession. United, that isn't the priority with United. It's quick transitions. It's winning the ball back. It's getting the ball from back to front as quickly as you can. So he's going to need time to adjust to that and to settle in. And I think there is definitely a player there. He just needs a little bit more time. I'm not overly concerned about it. Um, as I said, I think maybe at the time it looked like Pogba was on the way out. Solskjaer possibly felt we needed to fill that gap. He was brought in and now Pogba is there and is playing well. So it's more difficult for him to get in. Strongest 11 for United for me. Does he get into it? No, he doesn't. But um, he, he might have got a few more minutes. There's no doubt about that. I think I don't think he's far off, but Solskjaer obviously doesn't um, trust him enough yet, particularly in those bigger games, to put him in from the start. In terms of United's defence, I guess earlier on in the season, we saw them going behind early on in games. They were giving away sloppy goals. They were making really basic errors. I think they've looked pretty assured recently. Eric Bailly has come in. I think he started four games in a row for the first time in three or four years. Alongside Maguire. Obviously, Maguire is the ever-present. I think he's impressed in Lindelof's absence. Do you think Lindelof will struggle to get back into the team? I mean, if I was picking it, he would. Um, because I think... Boy, he compliments Maguire well. I think, you know, he has that pace that we need. It allows us, it's amazing, you know, to defend even 10 yards higher up the pitch and, and, and to shut out that space in behind our double pivot, if you like, of Fred and McTominay at times. If you can make that space between them uh, smaller, it's far more difficult for the opposition then to, to string anything together there, to create anything. And I think the worry is, is you know, in modern day football now is all about pressing high up the pitch trying to force a turnover in the, the opposition's half. And I think there is a reluctance to do that with United when it's Lindelof and Maguire because they just don't have the recovery pace. And um, if Juan Bissaka can't get across the cover or if Shaw or Tellez can't get across the cover, we're, we're done. You know, and it's happened several times. So as a result of that, with, with Lindelof and Maguire as a partnership, we have to defend that bit deeper. And it means the area of of pitch for the likes of McTominay and Fred and Matic and Pogba to cover is now a far greater area. With Bailly in the team, I think we can defend that 10 yards higher up the pitch. We all know, look at, he's a bit of a madman, isn't he, Bailly? You yeah. never really know what to he's expect erratic. from him. Yes, <laughs> fantastic qualities. He's, he's a real athlete. Um, I, I really like him. At this moment in time, you would say, yes, he has to stay in the team. He's, he's been doing really well. Would it surprise you if he flew in and, and took Salah out of the box on Sunday? Absolutely wouldn't in a crazy tactic, you know. Um, but at the moment, he, he's doing really well. And he's actually, you know, and there's been a couple of games now where he's put in crucial tackles in yeah, the box. Blocks, to, yeah. To, yeah, to deny certain goals. So, yeah, I think he warrants a place. He, he certainly should stay in the team, I think. But um, Solskjaer likes Lindelof. And I think he tends to go with players that he really trusts, you know, in, 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 in those bigger matches. Um, but for me, boy, he would stay in problem is keeping him fit isn't it Jamie? It is absolutely and he ha we haven't been able to do that and even again I was fearing the worst when he went off with that knock he got in the back of the neck and I know he's being criticised I read a few comments from people saying that Vidic or Bruce or fellas like that would never have gone off he obviously got a, a knock he didn't feel well enough to continue and had to come off but look at he's um, at this moment in time he's, play he's playing really well you have to say that and, and I think you know in teams it is all about partnerships and I think Maguire could look a much better player with Bailly beside him too, you know. So 
I think they complement each other pretty well. I like that partnership, to be honest with you. And I would stick with it, certainly, for this weekend. I'm not sure if Lindelof will make it anyway, but I, w- I would stick with Bailly. Hi, this is Ken Hardy, and you're listening to Red Devil Talk, the podcast with Jimmy Williams. This podcast is brought to you in association with Classic Retro Shirts. Classic Retro Shirts sell a large variety of retro jerseys from a number of clubs and countries and are very prominent on Manchester United. United season ticket holders themselves, giving fans a chance to look back through history. Classic Retro Shirts are on Instagram at ClassicRetros2 or you can visit their website at ClassicRetros.co.uk. To get a £10 discount off your purchase, you can use the code RDT10 at the checkout on the website or you can send the code via direct message to their Instagram. Classic Retro Shirts. You mentioned Luke Shaw there. Another man who I have not been convinced by for a number of years now. However, I have to say I've been impressed by him for a number of weeks now. I think he's been consistently performing at a good level. I'm going to go off a point to come back to a point now, as sometimes I do, but De Gea, I think, has benefited from the competition provided by Dean Henderson. I don't believe Romero ever genuinely was challenging for that number one shirt. I feel like Shaw is benefiting from the pressure of Alex Telles. Do you think Juan Bissaka needs that challenge on the right? There's no one really of the ilk of a Henderson or a, an Alex Telles to provide challenge for the right back position. Do you think Bambasaka needs that challenge? Yeah, I really do. I, sometimes you look at you look at professional football and you, and you, and you think to yourself, okay, Wan-Bissaka can't cross the ball on the run, or certainly can't put in a good cross on the run. So you often be thinking to yourself, why are they not on the training pitch? Getting him away up the side of the sleeve and then whip cross in, cross after cross after cross. You wonder sometimes what, what, what they work at. So it's obviously going forward, you know, he really needs to work on that side of his game. Defensively in the air last night, I think we saw another area for concern. I don't think he won a header. Now, Ashley Barnes is strong in the air and Wood is strong in the air, and it's, it, it can be very, very difficult. But I even struggled at times in it. But in the City game, he heads the ball right out into the middle of the goal for Fernandinho to run on and hit. He did exactly the same thing last night. He headed the ball out to the edge of the box again for someone to run on and hit. And I think they're basic things. I mean, at least get height. I mean, you want height and distance in a, in a, in a clearance. But at least if you get height, nobody can do anything on the ball until the ball comes back down again. And by that time, you might get out to him or somebody else might get out to him and, or, or the player coming onto it might have to take a touch or control it before they can shoot. I definitely think a new signing at right full or, or maybe an up-and-coming player that could put it up. I don't think Brandon Williams is really putting it up to him. Might just be the spur that Van Bissaka needs to improve in the areas he needs to improve on because he's been a very poor crosser of the ball for a long time now. I hadn't actually noticed that he was poor in the air until last night. It wasn't something that, you know, because you're not always tested that way. But I think last night showed that he needs to improve in that department too. So I would agree. I think, you know, you mentioned Luke Shaw. I think Tellers has definitely improved Luke Shaw since he's come into the club. I think Shaw has a far greater focus. Um, I think he's been one of our better players. And I mentioned Martial earlier. You know, Luke Shaw was signed by Van Gaal to play in a possession-based team with a slow build-up play. Now, th- then actually after, after Van Gaal, Shaw's confidence was not, not completely by Mourinho. I don't really think Mourinho rated him. And at times, you had Rashford and you had Martial back there almost as a second left full helping him out at times. And I think his confidence was, was really not. But I think we're seeing now the player that was at Southampton, you know, a, a really, really good player that can get forward, that can defend, that's tough in the tackle. And um, 
you know, it's worth remembering too, he had a severe leg break. He almost lost his leg from that break. That was as bad as it gets. So, you know, I'm really happy for him. He's a player I like, but I think you're right. I think he has benefited from having Tellez come into the squad and, um, and put him up. And he's, he's risen to the challenge. Other players would fall away and, and fade away and give up and allow Tellez to come in and, and take that left full spot. He hasn't done that. Because I expected Tellez to come in and take the spot. I thought that was maybe the end of Shaw as United's first choice left back, but it's actually gone the other way. It has, absolutely. And, um, and you know, it's great. And he's, he's, been, he's played left side of a back three for us when, when Tellez has played as a wing back. You know, but I think he's the best left foot in the club at the moment. He, his form is, has been really good. Uh, he's getting forward. He's, you know, I think he complements Rashford very well on that side because... You know, when Rashford gets one-on-one with a defender, if Shaw goes on the outside, it allows Rashford then to come in on that right foot, uh, which we've seen so many times to, to strike a goal with. And I think Shaw has been defending really, really well. You know, that was one of the criticisms of Mourinho. I don't think he trusted him at all. Yeah, I think, I think he's been really good the last few weeks. And again, as I said, he's another player that is, he's had to adapt his game. He was brought in far to play in a particular system. He was like Martial. They're, they're not explosive players if you like you know that are really when, when the transition is really quick I think they prefer a kind of a slower build up they've had to adapt their game they weren't signed far the way the club is playing at the moment and I think both are, are, are particularly Shaw is playing really well at the moment I read a report earlier that uh, Jesse Lingard's representatives are in touch with Nice over a loan move I think Lingard's had a, a tough few years when we think of the goals he scored in the FA Cup final the community shield he had a pretty good World Cup, has to be said, with England. He's now 28. He, he's, he's a mile off the team, really, isn't he? His time is up, really, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I think Rashford is going to get better. Greenwood is going to get better. Sancho could come into the club. Fernandez is now playing in that 10 role. I think if he's not, Pogba will play there. I think Van de Beek will play there. I think Mata, they're all going to play there before you ever think of Jesse Lingard. And I think for him, and look, at he, he's another fellow. I think one thing that Solskjaer has actually done really well is he sorted out all that social media nonsense from the likes of Lingard and Pogba and fellas. And I think, you know, Lingard has been, he's been a good lad for, for Manchester United. He deserves an opportunity away somewhere else, I think. And perhaps somewhere else, another club might be able to find a Jesse Lingard that we saw a couple of years ago. But I don't think it's going to happen from now at Manchester United. I think his time is up. I think it's time for everybody to wish him well, thank him for his service and leave him move on. I think United have actually triggered his, his, his extra year, haven't they, in his contract? Yeah, they triggered it last week. Yeah, so um, it's likely to be a loan move. Um, and maybe he can, you know, recapture some of the form of, of he displayed a couple of years ago, particularly the cup final for Van Gaal, where he was really good. Because I'd love to see him doing well. He's, he's a player that it doesn't always work for him, it doesn't always come off. But I don't think we can ever say he doesn't try and he's a United lad, and yeah, I'd like to see him go somewhere else and do really well for himself. And who knows, he could come back in 12, 18 months' time and be the player we thought he would be. I actually think some of the criticism he's received online from United fans at times has been shocking, really. I think people forget that these footballers are people because of their status or their bank balance, but some of the comments I thought were shocking. Yeah, and it's, it is. And, you know, I often read about he's not a Manchester United player, this fellow's not a United player, and what have you. But at the end of the day, they're, they're there. You know, as I said, you can never say Lin, uh, um, Jesse Lingard doesn't give 100% for United when he, when he takes to the pitch. I mean, he, he's had a tough time personally. You know, he's had a lot to deal with, and he's been taken out of the side because of that. Uh, he's lost form. 
but I think you know there's a way of of dealing with this you can say listen Jesse there's an opportunity for it to go on loan or such a club wants to buy you we wish you well and good luck and we really hope it works out for you what's wrong with that he, he hasn't done anything terribly badly other than not play well for United and um, you know these, these things happen United now travel to Anfield top of the table Jamie who would have thought it in early October when we lost 6-1 to Spurs if you'd said to me then we would go into this game top of the table I would have laughed yeah <laughs> <laughs> the, the amazing thing is, is there's such potential in this United team and such talent in the team. I mean, going to Anfield is incredibly tough. I mean, they haven't lost there for a couple of years. I think if Liverpool are at it, you know, and, and uh, 100% and they perform as well as they could perform, I think they beat us. But do I give United a chance? Absolutely, I do. I think Solskjaer gives us a better chance if he plays his best players in their best position. And that means Rashford playing on that left-hand side we know Cavani will probably start up top now. It didn't look good, Martial limping off last night, so he probably doesn't play. But he's not going to do that. He's going to play Pogba, I think, on that left-hand side coming in. Rashford on the right and, and Cavani up top. And I think, you know, Liverpool's biggest threat is with their full-backs. And Robertson has a tremendous amount of assists from left full. And I think Solskjaer will probably look at that and think, OK, how can we stop that? Um, in the past, he's gone with a, a split centre-forwards where he's played Rashford and Lukaku and it worked for 20-30 minutes until Liverpool figured it out and they actually got their centre midfield treat to play a little bit or the two wide players of the tree to play even wider and it caused us a bit of an issue then because we couldn't get our full-backs forward. It has all the ingredients to be a really good one. For me, it's, it almost feels like a free hit in some ways. Um, we're not expected to be here. No, we're not expected to be there. We're not expected to beat Liverpool really either. Their fans have gone very quiet, actually, yeah. on, on social media, you know. I think the Wi-Fi's um, down, Jamie. Yeah, but they're waiting on the long grass. They, <laughs> they'll pounce on Sunday to beat us. But yeah, look at it. I mean, I, I give us a, a huge chance. For me, it'll be very interesting to see what tactics we use and formation we play. I think we trialled against City in, in the Carabao Cup, I think. That was the first time I've seen Solskjaer go up against one of the big teams and say, OK, this is what we're about. He played the diamond shape and he had it didn't really yes I mean he, he he obviously had an eye on what City were going to do but I think he almost played you know our best system against them and it didn't work for us we, we were well beaten and, and City were tremendously comfortable so I don't think he's going to do that again against Liverpool I think the team will be very much picked based on what Liverpool do and how we can maybe exploit them uh, we've seen in the past how Rashford can get at Trent and can cause him trouble the two centre-backs, it looks like. I mean, I can't see them playing Henderson back there again at the weekend because I think he's crucial for them in the middle of the field. So it's going to mean two young players at centre-back for, for Liverpool. So I think Cavani probably has to start centrally. With his experience, you'd expect him to cause him some trouble. So I think, for me, I think we have to try and exploit the fact that, you know, they're not at full strength. But at the same time, you know, you, you can't just dismiss what they're good at particularly at Anfield. And I think there's going to be plenty of moments in that game where we're hanging on a little bit and we have to defend really well. I still think City will have a big say. All the talk is of United and Liverpool at the top of the table. I think people are forgetting it was City, Jamie, who are slowly finding their groove again. They're slowly getting back to their best. They're doing it quietly. Will United win the league? No, probably not. But it's nice to be in the conversation again, isn't it? Given some of what we've witnessed in the last seven years, it's just nice to be in the conversation again. Oh, it really is. I mean, look, this is what supporting United is about. You want to be, you know, 
in the latter stages of the big competitions with a, with a chance to win and a realistic chance to win. I think for the past few years, we haven't even come close to it. We haven't looked you know, anywhere, anywhere near a championship winning team. Um, I would agree with you with City. I think they have found something again. And incredibly, I found it probably without six or seven of who I would consider to be their starting eleven. I mean, for me, they have the best squad in the league uh, yeah. by, a, by a mile. I think, I think they probably have 18 players who could comfortably play and, and start any week. And you wouldn't think they're any weaker because of it. So, yeah, I think, I think they are the best side in the league at the moment. Or, sorry, the best squad in the league. I think Liverpool probably have the best 11 when they're on form and everybody's playing well. I think that high tempo, that high press, you know, they're, they're a phenomenal side. But I think, are we going to be 30 points off them this season? No, we're not. We're going to be much closer to them. And I think at the start of the season, that was probably the realistic target. You know, we needed to close the gap and we needed to be at least feel that we're making progress and that we're closer to the top teams. I think this moment in time, we have done that and we certainly feel that way. It's, it's enjoyable to watch United again and it's enjoyable to see uh, Fernandes coming in and having the effect he had. It's enjoyable to see McTominay, for me, who's really impressed me. He's, he gets better every month. Fred, who I had written off playing really well, he settled in as well. And again, coming from another country, you know, different, different game, he, he's done well. I think we're going to see the natural development of Rashford and Greenwood. And, you know, and, and um, it's hard not to be excited about what we're seeing at the moment. And I think that's credit to Solskjaer. We opened our, our chat tonight, you know, talking about him and does he get the credit he deserves? And I think the fact that he's closed that gap, albeit in a season whereby Liverpool and City haven't shown the form they've shown in the past couple of seasons realistically that was going to be impossible to maintain anyway you know that they were incredible seasons for them so yeah we're closing the gap it's exciting again and uh, we can at least look forward to the weekends now I mean there was almost a dread for a while there regardless of who we were playing couldn't trust us against anybody really could not it's an incredible team actually because if we were playing Bayern Munich in the morning you give United a real chance You, you, you genuinely feel we can beat them if we're playing Burnley like we did last night, you couldn't with feeling, oh God, I, I hope we can win this one. But you're never absolutely sure. But it's improving. It's getting better. We're, we're getting better results. We're better to watch. There's an excitement again. We're, we're good to watch again, I think. And um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying these performances a lot more than I was the Mourinho performances, particularly in the last six months of his reign. I think we should be excited because, as you said, it's a free hit. No one's expecting us to win the game. No one's expecting us to win the league. I mean, if we can't enjoy it, what's the point in supporting them, Jamie? Well, that's it. And I think, you know, that's, that's what amazes me. I mean, whatever happened to the time when you just got behind your team and supported your team and got behind the manager and the players and, you, you, you know, yeah, you're tearing your hair out at weekends and you're breaking remotes and you're whatever you're doing. Uh, you're frustrated. But get behind the team. I mean, for God's sake, Solskjaer may not be the man that brings us a league. He may not be the man that's with us long term but what he will be remembered for if it doesn't work out for him and I think it will he'll be handing over a team in a far better position than the one he inherited 100% yeah with players of a far better mentality players who put the club before themselves in a lot of cases now I think we have players who you're, you're proud to support so yeah there's a lot of positives at the moment Jamie thank you for your time I really enjoyed that I must say yeah, me too. Well, you're welcome, Jimmy, anytime. I hope I hope we can do it again. Absolutely. All the best.
Thanks for listening to Red Devil Talk. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode and don't forget you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Red Devil Talk. If you listen on an Apple device, please consider leaving a review and a five-star rating. If you have any questions or comments or want more information on Red Devil Talk podcasts, you can get in touch via email at reddevil talk media at gmail.com. 